The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that others may see them. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden, and your Father who is hidden is will repay you the gospel of the lord praise you whenever we are about to celebrate a great event in the life of the church the church always gives us a period of preparation Because these events are too beautiful and too powerful to enter into suddenly. We need time to pray and to think. Time to be alone. Time to prepare for what's to come and to be changed by it. We had four weeks before Christmas to do that. 
And now we are given 40 days to prepare for the suffering, death, and resurrection of the Lord. It takes time to open ourselves up to what God has done to us and what God wants to do to us. But we aren't simply sitting and waiting and watching. We are called, as I said, to prayer, but also to fasting, the emptying of ourselves, and to works of mercy, almsgiving, to deny ourselves, and then to be radically changed for the celebration of his death and resurrection. Changed, really changed. So very often, in this season, we might give up something or do something, as we must. But at the end of it, everything goes back to what we call normal. We go back to life as it was. We weren't meant to do that. We were meant to begin where we, where we ended. At the end of this season, we should be people who are radically changed. And then we begin to move forward from there not backward to where we were. That takes a certain amount of courage to do that, to accept the call of God. Our Lord tells us about motives for what we do. Strange, isn't it? A few weeks ago he said, let your light shine before men so that they may, in seeing your good works, they may glory to your heavenly Father. And now our Lord says, don't let them know about it. All he's saying is, Beware of your motives. This is not for people to see. They may see it and realize your own love, your desire for perfection. But the ashes that we wear aren't a symbol of our virtue. They are a symbol of our sinfulness, of our need for conversion of our need for repentance. We're proclaiming to the world that we are sinners. But we intend to be different people. We intend to be transformed with God's grace during this time. So that at the end, the world will know the works of the Heavenly Father. In some ways, again, it's a challenge to wear ashes. Because we're saying, I intend to do this. I intend to go through this season and to be radically changed by it. I suppose for some people, ashes are just something you do, something you get, something the church gives. But we don't think about the sign. A sign isn't simply a reminder of our immortality, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But I said it's a reminder of what we need to become the transformation that is necessary. So in the next 40 days, we will enter in to our Lord's life in a radical way. And to his love, his suffering, death, all of these things will become visible to us and internalized by us. Again, that the world may know that you have sent me because they can see that sending in you. 
Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members will experience true conversion and repentance during this season, we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, we will hear the call to conversion. We will respond by a transformation of our lives. We pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, that they may know that they are united to Christ in his sufferings. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost their faith, we pray to the Lord. For a greater respect for human life, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, and those young men and women who will be a visible sign of God's call to repentance and conversion, and who will proclaim that to others. For a greater reverence for the sacrificial nature of marriage and a single life, we pray to the Lord. For our administrator, our new bishop, whomever he may be, our priests, deacons, seminarians, and the American hierarchy, that after they themselves have accepted the call to conversion and transformation, they may convert others, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, these ashes will be a true sign of our internal transformation and conversion. We may be truly different people at the end of this season. We pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of Sorrows as we sing. <laughs> 